What's up guys, it's your girl Adiola, back at it again with another episode of Well This Is Awkward. Please y'all make sure to like, comment, and subscribe because by you doing that, it helps us get the exposure we need as a podcast family to gather more people to tune in and to listen to all the amazingness that happens here on this podcast. So please subscribe and share with anyone you know who just needs a little bit of culture and awkwardness in their life. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Enjoy! What's up, guys? It's your girl, Adiola, back at it again with another episode of Well, This is Awkward. And today, guys, let me start off with a little story time, okay? (laughs) So I was scrolling down my timeline, you know, as one does at 2 a.m. on Twitter, and I stumble across a tweet that I find very warming of an animated black mother on a cartoon show with her hair up in a ponytail, she got some curves to her, and my favorite part, an HU sweater. Now, we all know what the HU on her sweater stood for, and I'm not just saying this because I attend the Mecca, the illustrious Howard University, but I'm saying it because after a debate on if it stood for Howard or Hampton, down my timeline, it was clarified by a voice actor on the show that the HU most definitely stands for Howard University. But with that being besides the point, I was more so intrigued that a cartoon show on Cartoon Network was representing a black family and also HBCU culture on the show as well. It had me reminiscing about all the shows that I grew up watching, remembering the influence that those shows had on me at the time. So I decided, why not take a trip down memory lane and look back at some of the most iconic shows and black characters that left a mark on cartoons as we know it. Then I thought, Hmm. This is a discussion I would love to have with somebody else and not just sit here and talk to myself as I always do like there's an audience in front of me. So you know what I did? Do you really want to know what I did? I'm going to tell you what I did. As I mentioned before, someone on Twitter clarified the H used to for Howard. Well, that someone is Miss Ashley Harrison, a Howard alum who does voices on Craig the Creek, Marvel Avengers, um, Loud House, and so much more. So without further ado, I would love to introduce to you all, (laughs) Ashley! You know. <laughs> Welcome, Ashley. Welcome to the show. How are you Thank doing? Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I am so, so happy to be here <laughs> recording with you today. No problem. <gasps> it took a minute, y'all. It took a minute to it get here. It took a minute. But we are finally here. We had here. some challenges. Some challenges. we got here. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. And I'm so happy we were able to get you here today. So I'm going to start off with our first segment of the show. What's been going on? And there's... <laughs> that's a heavy... That's a heavy uh, segment. Right, yeah. So much has been this going on. This is gonna be like a historical uh, piece for people throughout the years. It is. Listening back to this episode specifically. <laughs> it is. Just because so much is going on. So much. And it's like, like I, I mentioned before, like, it seems like 2020, the six months that we already had, has mm-hmm. already jam-packed years worth yes. of activities yeah. from pandemic to protest pandemic to, to protest. Ju- like 
It's that exhausting. started with Kobe Bryant passing yes. away, which I feel like just rocked the mm. whole world. It did. And set it all off. Mm. <laughs> it was so, just so unexpected. And like everybody was already in a, you know, emotional sort of uh, fragile place. And it just went buck wild from there. <laughs> right. And I just, sometimes I wonder like, when is it all going to get better? When are we going mm-hmm. to be able to, as African-Americans in this country, when are we going to be able to say, I feel equal? Like, I feel like yeah. I have the rights that everybody else has. And yeah. um, though everything kind of has been like a lot, it is kind of heartwarming to see that now like the whole world is on this. You see protests in Germany, New Zealand, um, London, yeah. like it's worldwide, it's global right now. So it is, it is comforting to see that um, this isn't just one of those moments where there's a protest in one city, um, the tweets yeah. kind of go viral for a minute, and then back no. to just normal life like this. This is no. definitely going to be movement. a movement, World. a whole movement. Yeah. And honestly, like I'm happy to be able to be a part of it. You know, I'm happy to be able to say oh, I witnessed this, and hopefully yeah. this sparks the change that we really do want to see. Yeah, that's so. the powerful thing about it is that, you know, we would read history books and be like, oh, you know, where were you? What side were you on? Mm-hmm. How did you respond? And yeah, this is the part where you get to say, I was there. Right. This is what happened. This is the truth about what happened. I witnessed it myself. I walked myself. I protested myself. You know, I watched, you know, I didn't watch any of the videos, but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just because I can't. But right. um, uh, yeah, I just... We are here witnessing it. It's powerful. It is. It is. But, you know, during this time, it's also important to make sure that we're keeping um, check on our mental health and making sure that we are okay while we're also fighting the big fight. Um, But that moves into our next segment, Let Me Put You On. What have you been doing? What has been keeping you sane during this time? Ooh, what has been keeping me? I wouldn't even say. Am I sane? I don't know. <laughs> I'm struggling. So here, let me set the stage for me. I just had a birthday. I uh, turned 35 years old. <laughs> Thank you. This is not at all where I thought that, uh, I would be at 35. Mm-hmm. Like, I I had plans. I was supposed to be engaged and, and getting married by the end of the year. That was my manifestations. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be a homeowner. I was supposed to be on my second child, you know, and I am so far from all of that. <laughs> and just in terms of like, I'm trapped inside my studio apartment and uh, it's very, very single, uh, as single as can possibly be, um, you know, but not to focus on all of the things that I don't have. Um, I am very blessed and happy to have like my, uh, you know, support system even though it's through you know facetime and zoom and all of that that has just kind of been what has been keeping me sane checking in with friends and family uh over you know zoom and facetime and all that stuff um that's kind of i guess what's been keeping me sane and eating whatever i want i've been ordering food i got covid face covid body (laughs) it's a mess i'm a whole mess but you know you gotta do what you what keeps you kind of happy and right. just like you know keeps mm. you in good spirits mm. uh i've been doing my manifestations uh me and my best friend we 
FaceTime probably every night, my best friend that lives in New York, well, now she's here, but we were checking in every night, like before bed and just like encouraging each other, you know, praying for each other mm-hmm. and just like speaking about the future and, you know, positivity and just like speaking good things into our lives and our universe. And so um, that kind of has been what I've been leaning on to get me through the next day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely uh, feel you. Yeah. Like, I've been, my family and my friends have probably been, like, the biggest support system for me during this time. I'm such a, mm-hmm. like, I can be an introvert. I love staying inside. However, yes. I don't like doing it when I'm told to stay inside. Right. So, exactly. it's just yeah. been like, Ugh, can I go outside now? Uh-huh. But yeah. all my friends and on FaceTime, it just feels like we're still there, you know, Zoom movie nights. And um, uh-huh. it's just, like, a, a good way to make me feel like I'm still connected to the outside yes. world while in my bedroom. Right, Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy, I'm, I'm loving, like, working from home. This mm. is great. I've been blessed to be working, you know, throughout the pandemic this whole time. Um, thankfully, animation has just, like, really taken off <laughs> during this because we can, you know, record at home. We can have all of our writers' meetings over Zoom. Like, production hasn't stopped for us. And so that was kind of stressful also just, like, because, you know, in the beginning it was like, okay, you know, we have a pandemic. Um, <laughs> uh, and then on top of that, you have work deadlines. So it's like, okay, when there's stress at work, I'm like, where can I go? How, can I? It used to be I could like leave and just like go meet up somewhere. But now you are like confined to your house. Mm-hmm. And so, or you go outside and it looks like, you know, the end of the world, empty, nobody out there, mm-hmm. zombies, <laughs> uh, just like walking the streets. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of stress on top of stress. Um, yeah. But I am grateful, very, very, very grateful to, you know, be still working. And that has kind of helped, uh, you know, take my mind off of the pandemic around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I think I want to add, one thing that recently dropped on June 12th, if anybody who knows me knows I love Chloe and Halle. I, oh, I love know. them. Me Their too. album just Beautiful. dropped. <laughs> 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 They're like they, hummingbirds. They, I just don't understand. <laughs> I'm just like, Every time I watch, I'm like, oh my god! I yes, watching. it's so <laughs> angelic, and their album is just so beautiful. And I remember I them. Heard the album, I just want, like listen on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, their whole album, I highly recommend it. Highly, okay. highly, highly recommend it. I listened to it when it dropped three times through, um, oh. because it's just that good. And I'm not That's saying that because I'm a stand. I'm just saying that because it that is, is so what beautiful. it is. And it's just great to see um, young black women just grow in their I art. Know. I love that. Yes. It's so inspiring. Especially because we've been watching them since they were like little girls. Mm-hmm. And they have just blossomed into beautiful, fully realized women. Just like, I love it. I love, I love it. it. They're and... so illuminating. Mm-hmm. So y'all, yeah. go stream their latest album. Go stream, <laughs> support black creatives, and go stream yeah. their latest album. Um, okay. So now, we're going to get into today's episode. And I first okay. wanted to ask you, 
how did you break into the voice acting industry? You know, that's an industry where there aren't many black women representation. Um, even Cree Summer, who is known for playing the majority of um, popular black girls on cartoon shows, the queen, absolutely love her. Um, she said that black women have, tr like, it's hard to get black women in this industry and also to give them the credit that they deserve. Um, how were you able to get your voice heard, no pun intended, <laughs> and able to just step into that industry? Um, well, first off, I had no intentions of going into the voiceover industry or animation at all. I had never even thought of it as something that I could do. I actually hated my voice just in general. Um, I, I was always like, like disgusted by the sound of it just because I think, you know, when I was growing up, I grew up in a little backstory. I grew up in a very uh, white neighborhood mm -hmm. um, in Bellevue, Washington. However, on my uh, other side, I was or not other side, but um, I my dad's a pastor of a black church in Seattle, Washington. So I grew up having like two lives basically mm -hmm. one at school with white friends by day and then by night and weekends and church on Sundays it was all my black family black church members very black everything so it was like a multi thing so you know whenever I would like be around you know guys or something that I'd always get the why do you sound so white why do you talk like that why do you pronounce all your words so you know well like why do you why are you so articulate like mm -hmm. that kind of thing you know or on the other side they'd be like oh you're so articulate so it was always like whenever I would hear my voice I would be just like oh I hate the sound of it mm -hmm. so yeah uh, never even thought about doing voiceovers in history ever mm -hmm. um now fast forward to when I moved to Los Angeles and I started talking and then everybody here was like you have such a great voice <laughs> and I'd be like what are you talking about my voice is terrible and everybody would be like no you need to do voiceovers and I was like I don't know what that is I came here to be an actor um you know I was like I don't even know where to even get started in mm -hmm. that so um people kept telling me that and I was just like all right so maybe I'll look into it so I took one class um an animation class um and this is an interesting story actually so I took one class it was uh animation just like yeah an animation uh, class um and it was really fun uh got great feedback from the teacher whatever so that's that I realized oh this is a whole separate thing like I came here to be an actor voiceover the world of voiceovers is a completely like different path that requires more money, um, more setup, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, <laughs> um, it just requires like a lot of attention and focus that I don't have right now. So I put it on the back burner. Then fast forward like a couple years and I was doing a show and I was backstage and um, somebody was just talking to me randomly and they were like, um, oh, actually, no, first, first. I was talking to somebody else one night and they were like, you should submit to your commercial agency. They have a voiceover, you know, division. You mm -hmm. should submit to them. And I was like, okay, I'll try. So I emailed them and I was like, hi, I'm interesting, interested in doing voiceovers, you know, whatever. And they were like, okay, go record this, take this sample material, go record it, bring it back to us. So I did that, brought it back. They were like, oh yeah, we already have someone who has a similar voice to yours. So, mm -hmm. you know, Thanks, but no thanks, basically. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, fine. So then, like, a year later, I'm backstage at this show, and somebody came up to me, this girl, 
and she was like, oh, I work for the Powerpuff Girls. Um, you have a great voice just by talk. We had never spoke, like talked to each other before. So right. she was like, oh, your voice is great. Like I work for the Powerpuff Girls and we have, uh, you know, a, we have a character I think you should play. So she gave me the audition. She's like, take this, um, bring it back to me, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I did that and she was like, this is great but we cast somebody else. And I was like, great, well, what was that for? (laughs) But then I was like, okay, whatever. So then, but then somehow she, I got another audition through that. And, but this was for Disney. And I had a manager at the time too. And this is for Disney. The audition was for a Disney pilot. And I ended up getting a call back for that. Mm -hmm. And this was like my second voiceover audition ever, you know? So that was like a big, big deal going into that, you know, recording room. Uh, record room and so uh got a call back for that and then my manager kind of used that as leverage to repitch me around to different agencies voiceover agencies and sorry is this long <laughs> no i mean it's a good story oh, okay. i'm interested okay. oh good okay so uh oh my god oh, i'm blowing up um so yeah so he used that to repitch me to different voiceover agencies again and he repitched me again to my uh, agency that I had submitted to like a year before mm-hmm. and they heard that I had gotten a call back at Disney for a pilot and that other agencies were like interested in me and and they were like okay yeah we'll take you <laughs> so I finally got um, representation through my same commercial agency and that was like very exciting and uh, yeah the very first thing that they sent me I booked and that was for Marvel, mm. <laughs> Black Panther's Quest. And yes. I was like, who knew? Right. And they were like, can you do a Wakandan accent? And I was like, I don't know what <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like specifically, but I will try to do something. Mm. Yes. So I didn't have no resources, really. I was just in my closet. I would just go in my closet and sit on the floor and record you know, on my phone, <laughs> and I was able to book off of that. Uh, so, yeah. I think that is That's honest- how I got in. <laughs> I think that's such a great story because you mentioned before how you didn't like your voice, and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that the things they may not really be too comfortable about themselves or like can really be the thing that takes them to where they want to go, oh, takes them and start their journey. Like, I was saying, like, my voice, I used to hate recording. Like, I would be, yeah. like, listening to my voice in videos, like, ew, is that yeah, how I sound? That sounds so amazing. <laughs> right. That's what I like. Right, and then here I am, my whole my whole thing is podcasting, which is your voice. <laughs> so, you know, you really never know where it. these things will take you. Um, I know. It's beautiful. When it comes um, to cartoons, and I kind of think about the late 90s and early 2000s, that was the peak for black cartoons and black families um, being represented on the screen. Some of my favorites um, consist of Proud Family, Class of 3000, when it hit that hour, and when I was able to sneak out and watch it, Boondocks, um, you know, and all my favorite, you know, cartoon characters, Susie Carmichael, um, Gerald from Hey Arnold at number five. What are some of your um, favorite, like, cartoon influences and some of the cartoon shows you grew up watching, and how does it impact you today in the cartoon world? Yeah, well, I think when I was growing up, we did not have 
very many black <laughs> mm-hmm. cartoons, very many options. So yeah, Proud Family was like my first like, oh my God, I'm seeing myself and my family and voices that I, you know, am familiar with right. on screen. And I loved that show. I just, the grandma, I loved the kid. Sugar baby. Mama, I <laughs> she love was it. a character. <laughs> the best. And yeah, I was like, I loved it. Um, that was just like, all I had um I remember uh the first cartoon animated movie I saw was um Bebe's Kids mm. <laughs> do you remember that yes it's that way before your time it was before was my like, time but I was able to okay. catch up and watch okay. it on my own time yeah Bebe's Kids was literally like the I think one of the first I think probably the first movie I saw in the theater mm. when I was little and I remember I went with my cousins, my older cousins, and they took us to that movie. And then they got in trouble afterwards because, like, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, because it was funny. But, um, yeah, Baby's Kids, I remember that. Um, that was great. And then, oh, what was that show um, Cos- Bill Cosby did? Fat Albert? Fat Albert, yes. I love Fat Albert so much. Grew up on Fat Albert too. I used to watch that. Um, yeah. Let's see what else. Uh, all the other cartoons were, yeah, like, like you said, um, the one character, the one. Token, right. There always will be that one token then... black character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love I love cartoons and like now that I think about it, the struggle that we kind of had to come up with more black cartoon shows is a struggle that is still occurring today and it really should not happen like that. Like when it comes to black people being represented on cartoon shows, they're either like there just to be a political statement or they're the sidekick to the main character or um, they're just mentioned as the funny black one. Um, Tyler, the creator, he actually said in um, one of his Comic-Con interviews, um, he was talking about how it is important that we let black kids see themselves in these characters as different, like there's so many different types of black people. We're not all just one um, set type of stereotype. Um, And with you being a voice actor and also being a writer, um, can you kind of touch on the significance of representation in cartoon shows especially? Um, Because that's what, you know, children watch and it's important that they see characters that look like them. So you can kind of talk about like representation and how you uh, and your team try to incorporate representation on your um, shows. Right. Well, so I became a writer because I booked a voiceover role on Craig of the Creek. Mm -hmm. And so when that character came, that audition came by, I connected to that character like almost immediately. Like she was just a a passionate little firecracker of a scientist Mm -hmm. down who plays down by the creek. Her name's Ren on uh, Craig of the Creek. And I, she, her energy is just so big and like, just like ah, like <laughs> frantic and like passionate I just love it and so yeah so I would go in and record my um episodes and just like from doing that I started talking to you know the head uh, edit writer on the show and the editors and the creators and we kind of just formed a friendship just from going in and recording mm-hmm. and uh I became Facebook friends with uh the head writer on the show 
the story editor, and he uh, saw my post. I had posted one day on Facebook that I was looking for writing jobs, and he didn't even say nothing to me. I didn't know where this came from, but I randomly got an email from the supervising producer of the show, and she reached out, and she was like, hi, we heard you're looking for writing jobs. (laughs) Would you like to come and sit in on a room with us? And so I was like, uh... Yes, of course. And so I went in and here I am thinking, and first of all, I did, this is my first writing job, my first like, you know, professional writing job. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were like, you could come in, sit in a room. I didn't think I was going to get paid. I thought I was just going to be in the corner of the room mm-hmm. with a notepad, just like listening like a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went and I was so nervous, but I, was, and I met with like two other people before I went and I was like, what can I expect? You know, what... I don't have animation experience. Mm-hmm. I don't have, you know, professional writing experience. Honestly, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, <and laughs> so they were like, you're going to be fine. You've been doing sketch comedy. Like you've been, you know, you are a writer. You've been writing for yourself. You wrote for, because I wrote for like the CBS Diversity Showcase, all this stuff. They were like, you're just basically going to be the same thing. Just go in there and do that. So I went in and yeah, it was so great. Um, uh, I was like, this is, this is, I love it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, The writer's room there is really small. Uh, You know, it was one, two, three, four, five of us, five writers, and then a whole bunch of storyboard artists and everyone's just so kind um, when I got there. But um, so yeah, so I went in and um, I just kept going in freelancing they kept asking me back to come in are you free this day are you free that day Mm -hmm. blah 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 I was getting like paid for that then they like gave me something to write my first premise and I was like this is incredible Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and so that was just great but so from that they were able to offer me a full-time staff writing position just from like you know going in continually Mm -hmm. so I was like this is incredible um, this is just great to know that this stemmed all the way from back from doing voiceovers, right. you know, like doing the voiceover of being the character. And I was able to get a job out of that right. staff writing. Now, the fact that it's on a black show, like a, you know, show that is, has a lead black character, a beautiful black family, oh, beautiful black family. Um, this character, Craig, is like, an adventure. So the show is about uh, this little black boy, a little boy who plays down by the creek with his two best friends, and um, they meet a whole bunch of just like, you know, we call them like nations of kids, different mm-hmm. kinds of you know groups that you might meet uh, outdoors or you know in your childhood or mm-hmm. whatever. So there's like the paintball kids, and there's um, like <laughs> the uh, ninja kids, and there's the science alliance, like me. Yeah, I know why. (laughs) You know who. Um, 
not even say his name. Y'all can look him up, but uh, he's got some questionable tweets going. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll slide past that. Right, next um, subject. But yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, And, uh, oh, yeah. And then his mom, oh, just the best. She went to Howard, not in real life, in the show. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, so I have an opportunity to just represent this little black boy's character and his life. And, like, I used to play by the creek when I grew up in Mm -hmm. Bellevue. Like, we had a creek that I went to and, like, explored in. And so we always kind of have this conversation of, you know, when we're writing in the room, also the writer's room, it's me, the three writers are black, we're all black, two creators of the show are white, um, but it's the two creators and then three black, you know, us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I feel very just at home, I feel very free, I feel very open, and they're always encouraging us to, you know, really just speak to our experiences, our mm-hmm. real life experiences, and bring those to Craig's world, mm-hmm. you know, to help shape his um ideas and the way he thinks about life and the way he might move about life um but we want him also to just kind of be a free black boy too you know and Mm -hmm. just be free and be adventurous and you know just have a big vast group of friends we try to you know make sure that he's um you know being a leader and just like yeah just yeah making him a fully well-rounded you know, person, <laughs> character, yeah. black character. Yeah. Um, Cause it is so important representation seeing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, I have to say, I watch Craig of the Creek. It is probably my favorite cartoon show right now. And it's not, it's, it's just the way that you guys are able to put the black experience in the show, but not, you know, any type of stereotype. I can't see any stereotypes the world tries to put black mm-hmm. children in, in the show. It really is just yeah. so many, I know, um, I forget her name, but she like runs the candy store or whatever yeah. in the creek. Yeah. She is just like a businesswoman. The little girl, right. The little girl, the little sister the always watching stocks on the TV. Like, yeah. yes, I love that <laughs> because there are children out there that do that, but they don't see themselves on the screen. So you yeah. guys, I'm happy that's also um, black staff writers because we can tell our experiences the best. You know, right. we can't have anybody yes. else try to think up or come up or try to imagine what black people go through. Get a black person in the room. We can tell you what we go through. Shout out um, uh, Tiffany Ford and Jeff Tremell. Those are um, our head creative staff. Um, and they are just so supportive and so encouraging. And, you know, they... Oh, I can't even speak <laughs> enough about enough great things about them because they've just sort of embraced me when I came on and they have always been, you know, encouraging of me to just speak truth and like, you know, not hold back on my experiences and just encouraging my voice to be heard, mm-hmm. my ideas to be shared in the room. Um, and they are just, I couldn't have asked for a more perfect show to, you know, be a part of <laughs> mm-hmm. and i have to add y'all yes. craig of the creek is now an emmy nominated show that i oh, can't even i was so happy when i saw that i was like yes they, i know it's amazing yeah and the episode is the best episode uh you know that they're kind of 
promoting for it. It's our Thanksgiving Day special. <laughs> um, and it's about Craig and uh, the whole family gets together for Thanksgiving. And obviously, you know, any black family knows that Thanksgiving <laughs> in a black family mm-hmm. is like, that's a whole, uh, you know, other level. To <laughs> it's <holiday>. another level. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, it's just the best best episode the whole family gets together craig's cousins come um and it's just very funny a very very funny episode you will see yourself in it watching it (laughs) i love that so y'all make sure y'all go watch craig of the creek it is an amazing show like no matter how old you are you will enjoy it i promise you now i know i'm a kid at heart but (laughs) i love the show so go ahead and watch craig of the creek i'm gonna wrap up this interview with one question Because this show is called, Well, This is Awkward, I know everybody goes through some awkward moments in life, whether that be at the grocery store or, you know, interactions with people. Um, So what is an awkward moment that you can think of that you look back and you're like, well, that was awkward? Okay, so I had some time to think about this and... (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The most awkward, and I still... I don't even know if I should share it truly, but sharing it might actually help me release it. <laughs> okay, so um, so I also have a role on the show The Neighborhood um, uh, that's starring Cedric the Entertainer and Tashina Arnold mm-hmm. um, and Shian McKinney and um, Marcel Spears. And... Uh, I uh, that also was like incredible for me to book that show <laughs> like I just it's my first guest star role and I used to grow up watching Pam like on Martin like mm-hmm. that is that is my childhood you know right um and so yeah booking that was incredible so I was I just started writing on Craig of the Creek also at the time and so I was like oh my god you guys I booked this role I'm gonna go you know I'm gonna meet you know Cedric the Entertainer and they were like who else is on the show and I was like oh um Tashina Arnold's on the show like it's gonna be great I'm gonna meet all these people and they were like oh my god have so much fun tell her we said hi uh and you know she's on the show too on Craig so and um you know so tell her we all said hi and I was like oh my god I didn't know that okay Mm -hmm. I was like oh yeah duh of course so I go on set and I um this is the first day and I'm introducing myself to everybody and, like, trying to, you know, be calm but confident and, like, you know, uh, proactive and, like, you know, just be friendly and whatnot. And so here comes Tashina Arnold, and I'm, like, screaming inside, you know, just like, oh, my God, I'm going to meet Pam. This is wild. And I'm like, and I have something to connect with her on because she's on our show. You know, she voices the character on our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to say that. That's what I'm going to say when I see her just so you know that's something we can connect on right. vibe on and whatnot and so I go up to her I'm like oh my god it's so great to meet you I am so like wow I'm inspired by you and I was like oh yeah and you know we work on the same show and she's like we do and I was like yes I was like I work on Craig of the Creek I'm writing on there now and she was like what's Craig of the Creek <laughs> And I said, the show that your voice a character on? <laughs> and she was like, I do. And then 
we had I had talked about it with some of the other actors too, and they jumped in too, and they were like, "Yeah, you do," and she was like, "I do," and I was like, "Yes," and I got my phone, I start my armpit started sweating, I started getting hot. Um, I took my phone, I was like, "This show, you're on it." I showed her like the you know logo, the picture of it, and I was like, "You're on Craig of the Creek," and she was like, "Girl," she was like, "I'm on so many different things, I don't be knowing." She was like, "All I do is get my money and go." Like she was like, "It's very possible that I am on that show." And I am just not even knowing because I do so much. And I was like, okay, well, I was like, yeah, well, it's so great to meet you. Then she leaves. So then I'm like immediately like, oh, my God, what did I do? What is she on the show? Am I crazy? <laughs> and so I went back to my trailer and I was like, oh, my God, sweating. I was like, oh, my God, did I just tell her that she's on a show that she is not on clearly? <laughs> And so I take my phone and I start scrolling through, looking it up, and I see that she is not on the show (laughs) at all. Um, So then I'm like, well, why would they tell me to tell her hi? Like, why would they tell me to say hi because she works on the show? So then I'm like, oh, no. They think, so I was like, oh, yeah. Um, Tashina Arnold on the show I started replaying it back in my head and I was like when I said Tashina Arnold on from Martin is on the show they thought I said Tisha Campbell Martin on the show (laughs) (laughs) which is who plays uh, Craig's mom oh yeah not Craig's mom but Craig's aunt Mm -hmm. so I was like oh my god I said Tashina Arnold from Martin. They thought I said Tisha Campbell Martin, and they heard Tisha Campbell Martin, and I just destroyed myself in front of her. I was so incredibly embarrassed. Ugh. And so I was like, well, now she hates me. She th- I think all black women look the same. She thinks I don't know who is who from who. And she is probably like, get this girl offset. <laughs> You don't even know who I am. I'm a legend. Who is this little girl coming up to me telling me I'm on a show that I am not on? (laughs) Do your research. Go home. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what do I say? Mm -hmm. Do I go to her and apologize? Do I go to her and try and fix it? Mm -hmm. Do I go to her and try to be like, oh my gosh, you know, that's so funny. I just, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm a just... And sometimes I just look up and like, God, why would you do that? What? Now, was that funny to you? Was it funny to you? Because it was not funny for me. Thank you. But I'm happy. Right. I'm happy you can get it off your chest, though. Hopefully that can call for some relief. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I haven't been back since. So (laughs) just kidding. No, I booked another episode, but still. And Tashina, if you're listening to this. (laughs) 
If you're listening. I love you. And I'm sorry. One day I hope to say that in a non-awkward way. (laughs) I know who you are. I love you. And... I love uh, I love yeah love <laughs> yeah just just gonna leave it like that <laughs> that's um, it. but oh my gosh that was a great oh, that was a great moment this was a great episode <laughs> and thank you so much Ashley for coming Yay. again speaking to us and just giving us your words you. you know it just it's just really empowering to see yeah, black women in these thanks. spaces doing their thing is really encouraging and for those people out there who might want to go into the voice acting world or go into writing just yeah. know that it's possible like anything that you want to do is possible you just got to it's a journey and it's not going to happen instantly sure. but it will happen yeah you may not be even going the direction you thought you were going to be in but right. just follow it yeah follow it and just keep yeah keep being great (laughs) shining keep shining keep on shining you do get led (laughs) (laughs) um but i have said that in a more awkward way let's see get to wherever you are shining to the direction of life right (laughs) right is that way well this was so fun ashley thank you so much for coming on the show you guys go watch craig of the creek tune into this episode it's such a great one and yeah thank you thank you thanks so much thanks for having me no problem bye wait 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 Y'all thought I was just going to end the episode there without y'all hearing Ashley do what she does best? Well, you thought wrong. Here's a clip of Ashley voicing her character, Ren, in Craig of the Creek, available on Cartoon Network. And one more thing, just, just one more thing I would like to add. All lives won't matter until all black lives matter, too. So keep using your voice, educating yourself, and fighting until we see results. Because together, we can make the change we want to see. But you know what? That's enough of me. For now. So take it away, Ashley, or sh- or should I say Ren, because it's Ashley voicing Ren, that's who y'all hearing. But then it's still Ashley who's doing, you know what, that- just take it away. <laughs> Ren, come on, we need to find out who's peeing in the creek, not self-string theory. I think the explanation is obvious. This Helen must live in another dimension! Another dimension? about that yeah i'm a little skeptical yeah me too and i believe everything allow me to explain normally alternate dimensions exist apart from each other its inhabitants living completely separate existences but i believe that clearing has somehow become a gateway a rift in time and space that's allowing your letters to travel back and forth and back and forth and back and forth between our dimension and hers oh sweet Sagan, someone's got her yapping about multiple dimensions again Oh, oh, oh.